0: It's show 38 of the Rim Pro Report. This week, Jason Lavender of ID Theft Solutions of America. Sponsorship of this show is graciously provided by our good friends at O'Neill Software. You know, they've got technical support and customer service, the kind of people you can count on. This includes coverage in the Americas, Europe, Middle East, they're in Africa, and they have full coverage in Asia Pacific as well. You know, I've been checking out some of their latest updates here in the software and what they're doing. Uh, I'm here at the PRISM conference and it's all good, you know. So if you're not here, then you can check them out yourself at O'NeillSoft.com. All right, now, let's get this party started.
1: Welcome to the RIM R- 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 Pro Reports, the one and only weekly broadcast for the RIM support services industry.
0: Bustling with news.
1: Views. Here's what I believe. And the latest updates. That's just them. This show is full of interesting information.
0: Stories. Yes. Important product and service reviews. Yes.
1: And a cast of industry characters included. Yes.
0: record center
1: operators shred and destruction vendors media and electronic vaulters scanners and imaging providers
0: take note this show is for you
1: now here's your host tom adams
0: Well, like I said in the introduction, yep, it's Tom Adams, and I'm here in Miami, actually at the Doral Resort with the, I'm attending the Prism International Conference. I am seeing a ton of our former guests on the show. I'm catching up with friends, uh, old friends, and meeting a bunch of new ones, but I snuck off to ensure that I could get a show done for you today because I, I know how much I love doing this show, and despite being in this kind of crowded, you know, this sort of hidden hallway in this. Durrell Resort area. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Oh man. Excuse me. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm doing a show. Um, like yeah, oh, yeah. There's so much cool stuff going on here at the show and at the conference and uh, the trade show floor. I mean, and in the conference alone, I've, I've been a part of a, a number of interesting sessions. I'm, I'm actually speaking today myself a couple of times. So I don't have time to consolidate all the news that I'm catching up on here and anything else that's gone on in the broader Rim world. Uh, so we'll get back to that next next week. And, you know, we're because we're in Miami, we're not in the studio and none of my Hollywood friends have, you know, dropped down to hang out in the studio in San Diego. So we're just going to go right into the show today. Uh, the show must go on. And more than anything, I wanted to make sure that you got the kind of show today that you grow to expect on the RIMPRO report. And so, you know, I'm going to go into a call right now. And this is a call that I've been looking forward to. I've had a brief conversation with the CEO and founder of ID Theft Solutions of America, and I'm getting them back on the phone with you, so you can be a part of. Uh, Jason Lavender is an incredibly bright and intelligent guy, and he's doing some incredibly cool stuff in the in the whole world of ID theft. Uh, helping people and companies and organizations with that and I I just didn't want you to miss this opportunity I I got an opportunity to get him today so we're going to go right in Uh, if you just give me a second I'm going to try and get him on the line and uh, then we're going to talk to him so just give me two seconds here we go I am pleased to have on the show today Jason Lavender, who is the co-founder and CEO of ID Theft Solutions of America. They're located uh, in Austin, Texas. Jason, are you on the line?
1: I am. I am,
0: yes. Hey, welcome to the RIMPRO Report. Uh, I came across your company a little while ago, and I, I went, wow, this is a cool company. So tell me more about ID Theft Solutions of America. What do you guys do Exactly.
1: Well, we specialize in identity theft prevention uh, practices uh, for businesses and protection for businesses and individuals.
0: Okay, so tell me more what that means.
1: Well, um, you know, more than half of all the identity theft in this country, as as you are already aware, uh, has come from the workplace. Right. And so the government's come along and passed a lot of different regulatory requirements surrounding how businesses handle all of our private information whether that be private files uh, personnel files HR or whether that be billing information from their clients and there's there's a bunch of different laws that are out there but uh, most businesses either don't know how to comply don't have the resources to, to comply or simply are just unclear about what to do and we fill that gap for them we help them uh, get in compliance with all the regulatory requirements and staff training and, and things like that and at the same time we help protect the staff that works for them from the same problem that uh, that they're working with on the compliance piece
0: so you're actually you're actually working with companies to help train their employees on how to prevent the theft from occurring in their workplace that's correct Wow so what's that entail like seminars online stuff tell, tell me a little bit about how that sort of shows itself
1: well, um, yes and yes. Okay. Uh, it, it, it actually includes a, a little bit of all of that. You know, it's a it's a very comprehensive model because it's kind of unique. There's yeah. not a lot of companies out there that, that do what we do. Um,
0: well, that's what's so intriguing of, about it because yep. I'm going, there's I, I haven't heard this before. Yeah, I know there's people who focus on one little portion of it, but you, you've got this comprehensive solution, which is why it intrigues me.
1: Yeah, there's so many different companies that kind of have bits and pieces. Yeah. Of the, of the solution, uh, you know, they may have their policy and procedure in place, but yet they've never trained their staff properly on it. Or they may have trained their staff, but the policy and procedure that they have hasn't been updated in years. Or they might do an online training version, but they've never done any in-house training um, or more comprehensive. So we kind of come in and, and fill a little bit of all those gaps where we put a whole program together to create a better culture of security within the workplace. So we start with the employees and uh, kind of assess the business that we're working with. We do a risk assessment for them, kind of looking for vulnerabilities, and then we cater our training around that assessment that we've done for the business. So that way when, when they're done with the entire process, they kind of have a custom fit. Helping better protect that that data that they uh, are storing.
0: So, are are you primarily focused on the data side, or are you focused on the paperwork floating around the office? Are you? F- it, it's pretty much a comprehensive look, right? It's not just th- this is the internet infrastructure, and you're doing uh, data related or digital related stuff. You're doing comprehensive.
1: Yes, and and that's one of the things that w- when we looked at, we see a lot of people out in the marketplace that that are again doing and pieces of that that puzzle, but they might just be training on IT, and then they're not really talking about the physical handling of it, or they might be talking about shredding and document destruction, but then they don't have the internal handling policy and procedure. So we we do. We talk about all of it. We talk about it from an employee standpoint. We uh, think it's very important, the education facet, teaching employees what identity theft really is before they get you know, uh, hammered over the head from uh, some executive telling them that they've just got another policy that they have to... worry about. We kind of come from a a little different point of view for the employee.
0: Yeah, that's very cool. So tell me the, I mean, to come to this place, obviously you, you got a story behind you. So tell me the Genesis story behind the business and what got you here. What, what sort of led up to this? What was the background uh, that you and Kevin, who Kevin Putnam, who is your co-founder, what, what was sort of the Genesis to bring you to this point?
1: Well, the the short version is, is my background was in banking and finance. Okay, And so I, I knew um, early on uh, in my career that identity theft was an issue because, of course, in the banking business, it's kind of where it first arose and, and people that noticed identity theft uh, back then were a lot of them primarily in the financial service industry, Yeah, mine being in the banking business. But it actually goes back further than that. For me, I grew up, my father's been in law enforcement for over 30 years. Really? So I grew up kind of in the forensics side of things in the county that I lived in. He was kind of like the real-life CSI guy, so I got got to live that. Yeah, it was really neat. So there's a little bit of
0: DNA in this, too.
1: Completely DNA, and not only that, I actually became a victim of identity theft. Um, Somebody that I knew, I played football with in college, actually, um, stole my driver's license, and a short version is I ended up with a warrant issued for my arrest for a speeding ticket that they had gotten And years later, that's how I found out about it. And so I actually had to go through it. And when I did go through it, all the pain that I had to go through in the restoration process and hiring of attorneys and handwriting samples, et cetera, et cetera, um, I found out what a pain it was, and I realized, hey, there's a huge need here, and that was back in 2002. And uh, so I figured uh, we better start filling that that need early. So I started the company in 2002, and then – Brought Kevin over on board as co-founder in 2004, and the rest is history.
0: You have spent a lot of time making sure you understand uh, identity theft, uh, all of this kind of stuff. So tell me a little bit about sort of the background that you have that brings you now this expertise. Obviously, your your history, you know, your family history contributes in a way, but tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Well, um, you know, I'd like to say that I knew everything there was about identity theft, and uh, but the truth is, Tom, you know, the more that you study about it, as technology gets better, the crooks get smarter. Yeah. And uh, it's an ever-changing space, and so continuing education is really important. Um, many of us have a lot of different designations, which are really fancy ways of saying that we've taken a lot of continuing education to understand Not only the problem that's out there, but uh, some of the compliance and regulatory issues that surround some of the problems. So there are a lot of uh, things that that I've done. I do speak all over the country regarding identity theft, Um, many programs like this, just helping to educate the consumers and business owners more about the problem. Because I, I believe that education is where... We all need to start. The, yeah. the the facts are that the majority of Americans still think identity theft is about credit-related issues because all these financial institutions have done such a great job marketing financial credit right. monitoring products to them, and and that's just not the facts. So starting with education is important to me.
0: Okay. And so uh, obviously starting with it means that you're actively participating in being someone who is educated on a regular basis. So that's that's kind of cool, but you you've got like a certified risk management specialist, a certified identity protection advisor status. So you're you're constantly evaluating the space and figuring out how to uh, obviously then pass it back on to your client base. So tell me a little bit more about from a consumer perspective. So let's assume you're working with a business but you're helping the the consumer, the end person in the chain of, of this process, what, what do they get from you uh, besides the education? What else are you giving them?
1: Well, the end user, from a product standpoint, um, the end user ends up with uh, a true, complete identity theft program, protection program, okay. um, these companies that throw out these guarantees, yeah, that you'll never be a victim of identity theft. Um, you know, for the listeners of this program, um, they need to run. Right. Uh, you, you can't guarantee that somebody doesn't run off with your social security number, or you know, somebody that's in your doctor's office at midnight cleaning it doesn't decide to take your medical chart out of there. I mean, how do you guarantee integrity? Uh, but what you can guarantee, and what we guarantee, is that when and if anything does happen. That um, we have investigators, licensed investigators, that actually fix the identity theft-related incidents. Um, we guarantee that any facet of identity theft that happens to our clients, because as I mentioned before, it's not just about credit, um, is is protected with our individuals, and we guarantee giving them access to counsel anytime they need legal counsel, whether it's related to those identity theft incidents or not.
0: Okay. So, is this something that you actually sell to or or provide or sell? I would assume at some point you're selling this, but to Joe public are you doing it through that methodology?
1: well there is a there is a retail program um where consumers can purchase the product retail, but our our primary focus is we work through employers mm-hmm. uh, providing those policy procedure services and staff training that I mentioned before. And then we also um, allow the employers to offer our consumer product as a voluntary payroll deducted benefit. And Uh uh, so so they get to basically increase their benefit package. Uh, It gives us a a field of consumers to hear more about our products and services. And at the same time, the business gets all those valuable things that I
0: shared with you. So you then still work with the company itself in terms of the assessments, the risk assessment, and where they could possibly have issues. And you do all that on the as a part of this whole package.
1: Correct. The employers don't pay anything to have those services done by our staff. That's complementarily uh, put into our program. Our only agreement is that they provide our benefit as a voluntary benefit option to their staff. And we we're able to do that because we know statistically, that 60-70% of the staff, once they hear about our program, look to participate in it.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's very that's cool. kind
1: of a put our money where our mouth is.
0: That's very cool. So, a, as an industry show, like, you know, there's not a lot of consumers listening to this. This is people who run record centers and shredding companies and, you know, media vaults. Uh, one of the things I, I noticed on your site was you have a really high uh, a high focus on the whole your whole what you would call an affiliate program, revenue sharing. Tell me more about how companies who potentially f- find out of it you can then work with you to sort of pass this through to their client base?
1: Yeah, so you can tell you know, from, from chatting with me that uh, education is a, is a huge thing for us. And yeah. So what we did was we went out and um, we've looked for organizations that training and education is also important to them where we can combine um, our philosophies and expertise in the training and education arena and kind of um, bundle that uh, with the value that we have with the product side of things. And so, we have a lot of hospital associations across the United States that uh, exclusively endorse our program. We have a lot of insurance agencies, brokers, um, and of course, recently, our endorsement with the National Association of Information Destruction, NAID. And what those programs um, provide is for the association's members. Uh, the members can actually become affiliates with us and open doors for us with their clients, and we come in and provide all those services that I just shared with you free of charge to the clients, and um, the we can share in the revenue for the association members that have opened those doors for us. So whether you're a shred company or um, whether you're an information you know, destruction uh, electronic side or whether you may be an IT company or even an insurance broker, yeah. uh, you can kind of share in that revenue by opening doors. So it creates some multiple sources of revenue for those businesses in a space that they're already fairly familiar with talking about anyway, and it lets them partner with a firm that does all the work for them.
0: Yeah, that's that's so cool. It's it's such a cool model. I, I, I'm, I'm really both impressed and intrigued by it. So, Based on that, where are you seeing as a leading expert in this whole area, where are the biggest ID theft things that you guys are noticing? What are some of the big, the fundamental flaws that companies are making as it relates to ID theft in their businesses? What are, what are you seeing? What's kind of the, the leading edge trends that are part of what what you're aware of?
1: Well, trend is a good word, um, Tom. That's a really good word because it, we, it, it is a trend. If you'd asked me that question a few years ago, I would have told you lack of policy and procedure. Um, now we're seeing a lot more policies in place because there's a lot of templates people can purchase out on the Internet. But we're still seeing a lack of education on what those policies mean. Um, you know, deciphering between all the legalistic wording that's in them and, and understanding how to actually implement right. uh, those policies is the, probably the biggest lack of, you know, it's the lack of training that I really see right now. A lot of people still don't have policies, but um, the ones that do, we find very few that actually understand what the policy says.
0: And, and I would suspect that it, when you don't understand what it really means or says, you don't really truly know how to implement it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what are the practical applications in the day-to-day work environment that everyone can relate to? I mean, every everyone has complicated this, including the state and federal governments. Uh, they've complicated it so much, and there's so many different laws now, and it's gotten so complex. It, it couldn't be so simple as it really is to just say, listen, if you are an entity that handles private information, consumer inter- information, Here's some safeguards. Here's some standards on how it should be protected. Yeah, you know, it, it's it really does come down to becoming that simple, and that's you know, our our program breaks it down and makes it simple English that anybody can understand.
0: Huh, that's very cool. You know, there there are so much stuff going on. I mean, we heard last week, and I yeah, last week it was uh, Sony, their um, you know, their PlayStation Network gets busted into, and the stuff that happened, you know, with the large email providers. Uh, there, there's so much risk out there for the average person i just went through you know uh, id issue myself recently somebody stole my credit card and was spending up and down the west coast here in california on my credit card uh, and, you know it's it's out there it's a part of what we deal with every day is there things that the average uh, consumer is besides education and i and i think that's that's the the key to success in all of it but what are, what are we missing it seems like it's just getting worse and worse all the time or maybe the news is getting better one of the two
1: well, that's that could be a very long-winded answer, so <laughs> right, okay. let me uh let me break that up if I could. Okay. Um there are several different facets of identity theft that are out there and this is kind of what I was alluding to a little bit earlier. Um there's there's some companies out there that try to give a false sense of security to the consumer by saying, "Hey, you know, uh we can give you um, you know, a, a guarantee up to, you know, a million dollars or 2 million dollars that you won't be a victim of identity theft, and, and you know we can uh, monitor that credit history for you, and we'll let you know anytime anything changes on your credit profile. Right. And and those campaigns are geared towards uh, making people feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah. And and the facts are that eighty percent of identity theft isn't even related to anything that's going to show up on a credit bureau, anything that's going to pop up that's credit related, that's not going to affect your financial institutions and credit cards. Really, so so that so that leads you to say, what is that about then? What is the eighty percent that's yeah. still out there, right? Yeah, and and the eighty percent that's out there are about a lot of different areas. You know, um, the one I mentioned to you with my personal story before, driver's license yeah. fraud. That's a that's a big area of identity theft that most people don't think about. Uh, medical identity theft, fastest growing white collar uh, crime in the country. Really, uh, we talk about uh, social security fraud. You know, a lot of. Uh, States have major social security fraud border states that's even uh heightened as you can imagine yeah. the demand for social security numbers in this country is uh is is big um uh, We can talk about synthetic identity theft where people take two different forms of someone's identity and create a third and fraudulent profile so person a is still out there person B is still out there, but now there's this third a b blended. Person. Blended, a, exactly. A blended. blended personality. <laughs>
0: right. Okay.
1: Um, and you talk about child identity theft. You know, um, I wrote an article for uh, National Foster Parent Association talking about how um, children's identity theft is really dominant in the workplace. To, I mean, uh, in the world today, wow. not just in the United States. A lot of foster kids are actually victims of child identity theft. So, so there's all these other areas, Tom. That's yeah. out there that. Really are not talked about much. The press doesn't talk about them a whole lot.
0: Well, it's not um, sexy. The
1: financial institution yeah. definitely don't talk about them a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that's really cool because I mean I I live and breathe this industry and I I wasn't even aware of that that unique statistic that eighty percent of it is really unrelated to the financial stuff. That's that's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's a trillion dollar market, of course. You know, selling private information, and so even financial institutions, as much as they'd like us to not believe. That they're, uh, you know, tapping into that. They they prey on people's fear and then sell a product that really only answers, you know, seventeen to twenty percent of the need, depending upon whose statistic you're reading. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, you want programs that are actually going to not just coach you through how to fix it yourself, not just alert you when something shows up, but something that actually protects all of your identifiable information. I mean, that's really. Um, you know, what identity theft is. It's about cleaning up the mess when somebody's out writing hot checks in your name and the attorney general's office is calling you. Right. you know, that's not going to oh. show up on the credit bureau.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, it's, it's all about, you know, how do you clean up your medical information bureau when somebody's gone to the hospital and gotten a procedure done because of some underlying medical condition that they have, but they use your information. So there's a plethora of things that people yeah. just don't think about cr- until, unfortunately, they've yeah. already become a victim.
0: And the credit reporting companies can't fix those ones.
1: The credit reporting companies are going to fix credit reporting right. related issues.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. They, it and so 80 percent of the stuff out there is 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 only you know only 20 percent lives in that world that gets all the publicity and all the press. It's the 80 percent where where a lot of other huge hassles lie, and they're not covering you on that, despite the fact that they're covering the airwaves and that with their marketing. Very Correct. cool, man. This has been incredibly valuable. I, I'm I'm. I feel like my brain's been expanded so that's pretty cool. And and I well, see you. yeah and I, I see the value and power of passing this on and I know that you're you're in you know in a process with NAID and, and exploring this whole thing or you know bringing this to the entire Nate association that that's wonderful. Um, so, I, and I hope that everyone listening to the show today will at least consider the the, uh, the option or opportunity of talking to you further. Hey, we, we have blown through more minutes than I thought we would very quickly, but uh, one of the things I always like to do on my show is just ask a couple of random personal questions of you. So if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. They're, I call them my RIMPRO report questions. So uh, what, is, what is your perfect vehicle? What's what's your car? If, if you could have any car in the world, what is it?
1: Man, I tell you what, I would like to probably drive, this is going to sound a little funny, but I'd like to drive a fully loaded, jacked up, f two fifty crew cab truck
0: wow first yeah. response I've ever had like that that's cool.
1: I uh, bet most people probably tell you race cars, but i i'm I'm good with a good old fashioned truck, man
0: very cool. Hey, if you could try a profession other than this whole security focused one you've been in, what other profession would you have liked to have attempted?
1: I would love to lead a skydive school,
0: really. Have have you done that? Have you actually uh, skydived? Is I that I have. How
1: you, I've made four four jumps.
0: Really? So yeah, yeah how do your insurance agents like you? <laughs> 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 right. Thankfully this only goes to a few few people. Uh there if we you go. if you could have lunch with one other person you've never met but greatly admire, who would that be? Robert Kiyosaki. Have you read his new book yet? Enchantment?
1: I have. I have not read his new book. I hear it's great, but uh, Get a hold I've got of it. two that I'm wrapping up right now that I haven't finished yet. So Yeah, great stuff. Have you
0: read it? Great stuff. Great stuff. Finally, if you had a bucket list of 100 things uh, to do in your lifetime, or if you do, uh, I, I, I looked at your picture and tried to figure out how old you were, and I haven't figured that out. And, you know, those of us who are sort of pushing past midlife or into the second half of our lives, we start building these bucket lists. Uh, I don't know if you're there yet, but if you have a bucket list, what's your current priority?
1: My current priority, um, I would have to go back and look on it, but uh, I want to make a, a three-month trip to Australia. Uh, I have visited Australia, and it's my favorite place that I've ever been in the world, and I'd like to do a three-month kind of a sabbatical out
0: there. So I would say that's probably next on the bucket list. Fabulous. Very cool. Well, Jason, I gotta say this has been uh, this has been compelling. It's been interesting, and uh, you are definitely an educator. I love that about the, about this conversation. Thanks for educating me, and for everyone who's listening, it's it's been a pleasure. So, thank you. And uh, we'll make sure to create all the contact details on the RimPro Report website so that people can access you. So, uh, thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Tom, for for having us. And anytime I can help, I'd be happy to.
0: Wonderful. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, sir. Bye, bye. Sweet. Oh, that was such good stuff, man. That I, I'm I'm actually blown away. I learned so much on that call, and I wasn't even expecting to learn that much. Jason, really appreciate Jason taking the time to share his story and the stuff they're doing at ID Theft Solutions of America. That that was great. Great to learn about them. And, you know, thanks again to our good friends at O'Neill Software for the sponsorship of the show. I know we're right in the middle of the PRISM conference, but be sure to register now for their 2011 Strategic Partner Conference, which is September 14th through 16th in Huntington Beach, California. I spoke at their conference last year and was notably impressed by the value this this provides. Provides its users and attendees. One thing I love about O'Neill is their obvious and outright commitment to charity we raised i think it was twenty thousand or thirty thousand dollars last year in their charity event uh for ronald mcdonald house in orange county and this year will be no different so check them out at oneilsoft.com and if you can it'd be great to be at that conference next week we'll be back to our regular programming i got a scoot lots of interesting things going on here at the conference so we'll talk to you next week have a great one over and out